What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast. I'm your host, Brian. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to take kind of a break from our marriage series, Imperfect Marriage. I pray that it's been good to you. I pray that you've been learning, you've been encouraged and and re-energized about where you are relationship-wise with the most valuable people in your life. All right. Uh, Today... Uh, it is a Sunday when I'm recording this and it's about 9:43 in the morning. And my reason for telling you this is because I recently was sitting and listening to a sermon and I had to cut it off. And I don't know if you've ever been there before, but I found that in my last few years of life, as I've begin to read the Bible and understand the Bible and study the Bible, even the the Greek and the the Hebrew meaning of certain words, I am becoming less and less and less interested in hearing sermons. And at first, you know, anyone who knows my story knows that I've experienced church hurt Uh, right now. I currently don't have a church home, which I am praying for that I can find a church home that I can connect with and and be a part of on a weekly basis and, and get back to serving in church. But as of right now, I've been listening to different uh churches online and I can understand why people are walking away from church in droves. I can understand why people are more offended by Christians than anything else. And the harmful thing about Christianity is we are our number one opposition. And let me clear this up and be really clear. I am not by any means against the church at all. If I'm against the church, I'm against myself as a believer. But what I've found is that the things that God has taught us in his word are not being applied in everyday life and especially from the pulpit. Um, So I'm listening to this sermon and. And I'm going to just say this and I'm not going to call the name of the church out because I will defend all pastors preaching is hard leadership is hard so i i understand that fully so i'm listening to this sermon and have you all ever been listening to a sermon and you hear the pastor or minister or speaker read out of the bible to give themselves permission to talk so this pastor read out of a scripture and then all of a sudden he starts talking about his family and talking about all this other stuff that quite frankly, makes it really hard to relate, right? Because if you've listened to the same pastor for some time, you really, unless you just have some weird infatuation with your pastor, you really don't want to hear about their personal life too much. I believe that you show people who you are through how you live. Uh, We don't need to know the inner workings of your family and all that other stuff, because truthfully, you're not in that close circle or most of us aren't in the close circle of a pastor to where that's relevant to us or we can learn from that. Um, And so let me be very, very clear here. If you are going to get up in a pulpit and read scripture, then preach the gospel. 
charismatic preaching is very, very dangerous because it can be based off an opinion. It can be based off of a personal experience, and it doesn't really point you to God's truth. And I want us as believers, as those who follow Christ, to be very careful of what we take in that is not of God's word. And so as we kind of go through this, I'm going to talk about how the Christian church uh, offends people, but also to the problematic preaching that we have that goes on Sunday after Sunday, weekend after weekend, and kind of tell you why it happens. But also, too, is to tell you um, that you can change that narrative, right? You can change that narrative because a lot of us, uh, for lack of better words, are pastor dependent. So I'm going to um, kind of walk us through this and, and I'm going to talk to it in the frame of how people treat other people. OK, how people, especially Christians, could potentially um, treat you know, newer believers or non-believers. All right. And so um, I want to be careful here because I'm not this offended Christian. I'm not this church hurt Christian, but it scares me as I listen to different sermons of how little the gospel is preached. Right. And I've been in church my entire life. So as I'm listening to this sermon and, and like I said, it bothers me when a pastor reads the Bible just to give them permission to say whatever they want. They don't even go back to the scripture. They don't give you the history of the scripture. They don't give you the context of the scripture. And the reason why that is so dangerous is because if you don't read the word of God yourself, if you haven't been taught how to read the Bible, what you'll do is you'll put yourself in that place. Right. How many uh, people uh, have a certain Bible character that they relate to? Right. You have that person, right? Uh, when you're, you know, need courage, a lot of people turn into David. When people uh, cuss and they can't watch their mouth, they turn into Peter. Um, but many times you don't hear people say that they relate to Paul, right? And so if you look throughout scripture and you know the story of Paul, Paul was a persecutor of Christians. He literally murdered and pursued and persecuted and arrested Christians, people who were followers of Christ until he had his own experience with Christ and Christ transformed his life. And then he actually wrote, I think it's over 17 books of the New Testament. And the crazy thing about Paul is that Paul actually wrote because there was a, another guy doing ministry as well named Apollos and Apollos was just a gifted speaker. So a lot of the reasons why we even what we read in the Bible now in our New Testament was from Paul is because he felt like he wasn't as good a speaker as Apollos was. OK, so imagine that is, the, you know, and, and most of you guys are going, who's Apollos? Go look it up. All right. And so the reason why I bring this up is because if we sometimes, yes, we like to relate and to connect, but the Bible was written so that we understand Christ. Right. And even though if we read uh, Genesis 1, 26 through 27, it clearly states that we're all made in the image of God. Right. It didn't say, well, Christians are made in, in the image of God or Jews or Muslims or black or white or straight or gay. It, no, we are all made in God's image as human beings. OK, the reason why that's significant is because a lot of times 
and I know some of you all have been victims of this, is that someone will either shun you or try to judge your salvation or how saved you are, right? That is the most unchristian, un-Jesus Christ believing thing that someone can do. One thing is very, very clear is that no human being has or possesses a heaven or hell to put you in. They don't have the power to judge you and it have an implication. They also don't have the power to forgive sins. So it is pointless for us to judge anyone. It is pointless for us to condemn someone. Period. Now we can pray for people, but we want to always treat people in a way that's honoring of God. Okay. And I want to be really clear here because a lot of us have experienced Christians who are just not kind people. They're harsh. They're by the book. They're just super churchy. And then we sit there and this one word comes to our mind. And this word is why so many people walk away from churches and want nothing to do with God or faith is hypocrisy. Oh, yeah, I know Christians. They're all hypocrites. Oh, yeah, they praise Jesus and do this and do that. And then they're drunk. Or they praise Jesus, they praise God, and then all of a sudden they cheat on their wives. Right? And we see it time and time again. And, and what breaks my heart in the church is that we have so many people who have, you know, talent and, and gifts and all these other things. And then something happens when they get in that pulpit. They forget what they've been praying about, what they were called to do, which is to teach the word of God and equip the saints to carry the gospel to the nation. That's the job of a pastor is to equip you with the gospel, not with their life, not with their story. And there are times where those applications are important, but the gospel should be the loudest message that comes from the pulpit always. And so when we have poor applications of the gospel, it leads to poor execution of the gospel. OK, and so I like I said, if you've listened to this podcast from any any period of time, you've heard me apologize on behalf of all Christians for leading people wrong, treating people wrong and, you know, misapplications of the Bible. True uh, correction and true connection comes from relationship. I don't need to announce to you that I'm a Christian. You should know that I'm a Christian by the way I treat you, by the way I speak to you, and by the way I encourage you, and by the way I am generous to you. Okay? Um, one of the things that has helped me a lot, and I thank God that the Holy Spirit put this on my heart, is I was talking to a, a brother of mine and love this guy to death and you know he we were talking about challenges in our marriage right and he's a husband and a father and so am i and one of the things that i said to him is i said if you could never speak again how would anyone know that you are a christian right if you lost your voice you can never speak again never utter another word without writing it 
or wearing it on a t-shirt, how would people know that you are a Christian? And that's something we all have to ask ourselves. You know, God bless my mom. One of the things that my mom taught me when I was younger is that the people who learn the most from you are the people who watch you. They watch how you walk in a room. They watch how you treat people. Your character is how you treat someone who can't do anything for you. That's who you really are. Right. And as we look at Christianity, God was very clear about a lot of things. And one of the things that he was most clear about was that we are to treat people in a loving and kind way. Now, I also want to jump into this point is God has absolutely no problem. OK, no problem, zero problems with you disagreeing with someone. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. God has absolutely no problem with you disagreeing with someone. God does have a problem when you don't treat that person with respect and when you're disrespectful to them and when you treat them as less than because every single human being walking this earth and there's two types of human beings walking this earth. They're saved and unsaved. That's it. Right. And God wants us to treat people in a way that shows that we understand his love. We understand his grace and we understand his purpose in our lives. OK. And some people can say, well, you know, well, what about this person who does this? And what about this person who does that? Well, guess what? All of us fall short of the glory of God. Every single human being sins. So that's all of us. That's one thing we all have in common. Right. But if we try to elevate ourselves because of our faith, that shows arrogance. And God doesn't want you to be arrogant because at the end of the day, you should have a longing for people to know the God that you say you love and you serve. Why on earth would I ever want to follow a God of people who are constantly manipulating or talking down upon people? Why would I want to follow the same God that someone says that it's all about love, but we can't love you because you like something or do something that we disagree with? How many Christians have told somebody that they're going to hell? That's disgusting, y'all. But they're not encouraging these people. They're not praying for these people. They're not being kind. They're not being generous. But all of a sudden, they're going to hell. You know, God is very intentional about who he puts in our lives and who he allows us to encounter so that we can reflect him to them. And it doesn't mean you walk around toting your Bible, smacking people with your Bible, because that's almost anti-God. But you want to make sure that you are being attentive and listening to people. And then asking them, hey, is there anything I can pray for you about? Is there anything I can pray for you? You know, or, hey, you know, once that relationship is built up and there's some relational equity there is start to share the gospel with them. Start to let them know that they are loved unconditional and that the gift of God is a free gift. They don't have to earn it. They don't have to work out this huge plan and be on perfect attendance and perfect behavior. No, they simply have to have faith in God and then submit their lives and walk in obedience. 
I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. Your beliefs are what change your behavior. Your beliefs are what change your behavior. If you believe that you are better than someone, you will treat them like that. If you believe that you're always right, you will treat people and talk to people in a condescending way. But God called us to have humility. And if you ever want to get your spiritual metric for are you on the right track? Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. That's your measuring stick as a believer in Christ for are you producing the fruit of the spirit? Are you walking in line with the things that God has called us to walk in line with? All right. And so it's difficult when people encounter Christian conflict. We say we believe one thing and we're doing the opposite of the gospel. And if you are a believer or if you are becoming a believer, I pray and my heart's prayer for you is that you getting your word of God. Get a Bible that you can read and understand. There's a lot of free resources out there that can help you. Guess what, guys? You got this little thing that you carry around with you all the time. Some of you are listening to using it to listen to this podcast right now. It's your what I call your little G.O.D., right? Lowercase G.O.D. And that's your phone. Google it. Look up how to study the Bible. You know, there's a lot of resources out there. Get you a study Bible. Start to dive into God's word so that you know what God says for yourself. And don't be arrogant about it. Okay. And just to give you guys some encouragement, 89% of Christians have not read the Bible cover to cover. 89% of Christians have not read the Bible cover to cover. So if you think that there's this, remarkable number of people who say they believe in God and they're doing the right thing. Guess what, guys? Your boy's in the 89% club. Okay. I'm not in that 11% who's read the Bible cover to cover. And if I had to bet, I would say that the majority of people who read the Bible cover to cover are probably in that group of people who despise Christianity, who are atheists, who no longer follow faith. And I say that because when people are mistreated, when people are mistreated, they walk away. When people are put down, they walk away. And as a Christian, it is our job to reflect the love that Christ has on our lives. It is our job to go to people in love to respond with generosity because of what God has done in our lives. Guys, I've sinned. And, you know, they say if you're not having fun, you're not sinning. Right. Guys, I've fallen short. Guys, I still struggle to this day, even though I may read my Bible every day. There's still certain times where I treat people the wrong way. But I have to apologize. I have to say, forgive me. I have to get to get with God to say, God, check my heart. Those are things that are important. And I don't want us to look at all churches are bad, but 
We need to make sure we're doing our due diligence with churches and going to churches that preach the gospel. Okay. And the reason why, and I'm going to go into this really, really quick. If you are listening to a sermon and you can't tie down which scriptures is coming from, you are listening more likely to a motivational message than the gospel. The gospel is alive and well because God's word is living. Okay. You should be able to follow that scripture. You should know the context of it, which means who it's talking to, the target audience, and it should have an applicable point or points to it. Okay. You want to make sure that also, too, is that you are not putting yourself in the Bible. You are not in the Bible. This was written so that you understand God's characteristics through people who live before you. It's very important for everybody to understand. So, no, you are not David. No, you are not Paul. No, you are not Ananias. <laughs> no, you aren't Ruth. You aren't uh, Boaz. You are who God designed you to be. But you can know God's characteristics and know how God feels about you so that you know how to one always get before God but also two is you know how to love God think about the great commission and the great commandment those are Jesus's words to us okay so right now I'm going to read a scripture for you all um, and this is something that I actually was studying this morning before I uh, begin to watch church and it re-energized me and it really made me check myself with you know being a believer because I believe if we're not growing in our faith then we're being stagnant and oftentimes we're being misguided or in the wrong direction so I want to read this to you it's in Romans 12 uh, verse 9 through 13 now this is um Paul, who we talked about earlier in this podcast, and this is him actually writing a letter to the Roman church. And one of the things I love about Paul and a lot of what the New Testament is, is actually letters to churches, letters to believers, letters to people who are being equipped to carry out the gospel to the world. Okay. Some some of you all probably didn't even realize, wow, I'm, I'm reading the Bible, I'm reading a letter. OK, so this is from the Apostle Paul, who was once a persecutor of Christians. Jesus radically changes his life. And now he's writing letters and, you know, getting people on board and aligned with ministry. All right. So Romans chapter 12, verses nine through 13. And it says, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoice in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. The title of this chapter is called Dedicated Service. And my prayer for you is that as you go through your life, whether you're developing a 
a relationship with Christ, with Christ or you have one now that you are dedicated to service, that you are dedicated to the ministry in which you say you believe and ask Jesus to intervene and help you in your life for ways that you can be more generous, ways that you can be more kind, ways that you can be more loving, because it's very specific here how we're supposed to treat people. And if we go back to Romans 2 through 11, this is the beauty in it. It says Romans 2 verse 11, it says, for there is no partiality with God. It means that God doesn't have a preference of people. If you are a human, he loves you unconditionally. So we need to take on that same thing. We don't need to have partiality with how we treat people or how we feel about people because we didn't create anyone. All right. So when we look at Romans 12, 9 through 13, it's some pretty specific things here. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. You can be compassionately honest. You don't have to be brutally honest. Okay. Adhor what is evil. That means hate, despise what is evil. We need to dislike when people are mistreated, regardless of who they are, regardless if we agree with them or disagree. We need to dislike that. Cling to what is good. That means what God tells us to cling to our faith, our families, being dedicated workers, being servant leaders. That's what we need to cling to, not culture, not this is the cool thing or this is what's in. We're not supposed to cling to that. We are not called to be of the world. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. That means treat your neighbor as you want yourself to be treated. Right. Regardless of how loud or annoying they are, they're still your neighbor. Treat them with brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Honor means to give weight. And it's funny because I was researching that word today and uh, I believe the Hebrew word for it is kabor or kabat or something like K-A-B-A something. But it, it literally means to give weight, like something has weight. And it actually the Hebrew translation is the word liver. Right. And the reason why they translate it to the word liver is because your liver is your heaviest organ to, to give weight to that person is of splendor as of repu good reputation. So we need to honor each other on uh, not lagging behind in diligence. So this means that we got to consistently work at it and anything that we're working at requires Jesus. So get in front of Jesus. Make sure you're doing the work because you're not going to do it in your own strength. Even if you're a nice and happy, loving, go happy, lucky go person, you still need Jesus to deal with people. All right. Forever and in spirit, serving the Lord. So we need to constantly make sure that we're getting before God. And realize that the way you treat people is the way you display God to the world. Rejoicing in hope. We always have to have hope, which means faith in God. Persevering in tribulation. How many of us are having to been there, have, have had to be there for someone through a tough time? God called us to that. Devoted to prayer. 
we got to pray. Contributing to the needs of the saints, which means that we are there for our fellow believers and we're there for those who are not yet believers as well, too. Okay. And then the last thing it says, practice in hospitality. Are you hospitable? Are you kind? Are you generous? Are you willing to share with someone what God and the Holy Spirit is sharing with you? So I want to challenge you all where you are is to let's look at how we're treating others as Christians. Let's do better. Let's get in our words so that we're not pastor dependent, because I guarantee you, if we would do a better job as a church. And when I say the church, I don't mean the building. I mean, the people of reading and understanding Romans 12. Right. This is practical application. These are, you know, this sermon writes itself because it's giving you practical things that you should do. This is God's word to the saints. It's actually written to the church of Rome telling us how to treat each other. Now, how does any part of this say condemn someone? Shut them out. Say that they don't deserve something. I didn't see any of that here. And if you go down to verse 14, this is a caveat. So Romans 12, 14 reads, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. So even if they disagree with you, you are still to bless them. Guys, this is the this is God's word. This is clear. Right. We have a responsibility as Christians. Make sure you're getting in your word. I pray that you have a Bible that you can read and understand. And don't let anybody shame you for what version of the Bible you read out of. OK, at least you're reading. All right. My prayer for you as a believer is that we treat people better. We stop being the offensive religion, as in turning people away, telling people why they won't be saved and all this other stuff. But we welcome people in with open arms. We love people because Christ called us to love people. In Perfect Church, this has been our podcast. Um, I pray that this has been encouraging to someone. I pray that you guys go back and look at these scriptures and, and look at how you're applying them in your own life. Um, if you are new to faith or you were, you know, um, wondering more about like, I don't know if I want to be a Christian or not. But, you know, read some of these, read some of these scriptures and realize is that when you believe in Jesus or when you start to believe in Jesus, it's not just this. I believe and I just do whatever I want. And that's hell insurance. No, believing in Christ is truly about having faith in him to lead you and guide you and to submit your life. And like I said earlier, your behavior doesn't change until your beliefs do. When you believe Jesus is Lord of all, when you believe Jesus can change any situation, heal anything, you start to treat things different because your beliefs are different. So my prayer is that you get in God's word and you respond in a way that's honoring to God. So thank you on Perfect Church. God bless you. God keep you until we talk again. Take care.